Welcome to Live Free Creative, the podcast that provides inspiration and ideas for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I hope that each time you listen, you feel a little bit more free to live your life exactly the way you want to live it. Hello, hello. Happy 2020. We're back with episode 72 of Live Free Creative. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I have a special guest here with me today. Welcome to my husband, David Anderson. Say hello. Hello. Happy New Year. (laughs) We were trying to remember what episodes Dave has been on. I know he was on episode 10 because that was our anniversary. And then we think episode 23 or 24. I could look this up. And then I don't know. I feel like there was another one, but I don't know. So I'm going to have to do a little digging and I'll put it in the show notes so you can catch all of his wisdom over the last year and a half of the show. But today we are going to share just a sweet episode about choosing a word of the year and how that can be really impactful. But before we dive in, I want to share a quick segment. This is called Pause for a Poem. This morning, the beautiful white heron was floating along above the water, and then into the sky of this, the one world we all belong to, where everything, sooner or later, is part of everything else, which thought made me feel, for a little while, quite beautiful myself. Poem of the One World by Mary Oliver Okay, nothing like a little Mary Oliver to kick off the new year. How are you doing? How were your holidays? I feel like it's been a little while, even though I had an episode released last week. It feels like Christmas and the new year and everything has been kind of a whirlwind. How do you feel, hun? I feel pretty good. I feel pretty energized by the new year. Ah, It's a fun, fun time. There is a buzzing, bubbly energy, and I hope that you've been able to capture that and feel it as a positive wave rather than feeling overwhelmed or confused or frustrated or behind because I know that with so many messages of you know this especially this year it's been kind of wild because it's the end of the decade and it's like all of this pressure on what have you done these last 10 years? Like, did you do it? And what are you doing for the next 10? And, you know, is your life where you thought it would be? And for some people, they feel like, yes, absolutely. And I know there's a lot of people who probably feel like, I don't really know (laughs) what I'm doing. (laughs) And, you know, maybe you aren't exactly where you thought you would be or, or you haven't taken the time to, you know, reflect enough to really feel super confident about what happened and what is happening. And so all of that just to say that wherever you are right now is okay. Wherever you are today is exactly where you are supposed to be. This is not a race. There are no milestones that you have to meet in order to reach some level of success. All of that is arbitrary. Every goal that you set and everything that you think that you should do in order to feel differently is arbitrary and the only thing is is how you feel and how you 
interpret the world around you and how you love the people close to you and how you love yourself. So we hope that you feel a dose of uh, grace for yourself as you head into this new year and allow yourself some time. So we're going to talk today about the idea of choosing a word of the year. And it's already 2020. Like today is the second of the year. So if you have not chosen a word yet or you've never even heard of this concept, you may already be thinking, oh my goodness, I am behind (laughs) because I didn't, you know, like write it on a chalkboard and take a picture of it yesterday. That's okay. We have time. I like to think of January, the entire month of January as my preparation for the upcoming year, kind of getting things in order and spending some time to reflect. And, uh, you know, this is kind of random, but I was noticing I have some accounts that pay out. For example, the books that sell on Amazon, I don't find out how many books have sold during the month until the beginning of the next month because you you can't track something until it's over. And so in a lot of ways, it's silly to assume that you should be all the way ready for the new year before it has begun because the last year hasn't ended yet. So we are just barely beginning. You have plenty of time. <laughs> and uh, And just consider that there is there's no like perfect time or right time to do all of this like at any moment you can change you can begin again and if you want to choose a word of the year uh, today or tomorrow that's great and if you decide that you want to choose one later or you choose one and it doesn't fit that's all okay too you can change this is your life right (laughs) that's right you get to choose you get to choose so I wanted to uh, just share the idea of the a word of the year. I think that it's common enough that you've probably heard of it or you have people that you follow on Instagram or Facebook who have been announcing their words of the year and maybe you've wondered a little bit about it. Maybe you already have one and you're, and you're excited about it and maybe you have no idea what we're talking about. I just thought it would be fun. It's kind of a lighthearted episode to kick off the new year to share what this idea is and how it has been helpful for me in my life. And Dave is a word of the year newbie. That's right. And I like words, but I have never done a word of the year. Yeah. So so we're going to try one on for him. And we are not. He is going to try on his own <laughs> word of the year that he chose independently. <laughs> and we're going to see how it goes. So um, just to kind of give some framework, I don't remember exactly where I saw this idea for the first time, but it's been a number of years. And the basic idea behind choosing a word of the year is that you choose an idea, a word or a phrase that is sort of your theme for the year. It helps you to narrow down your decisions. Um, It helps you to kind of filter out what you really want to focus on and just creates a theme. One of the uh, examples that I thought of as I was preparing for this episode is how when you plan a birthday party for one of your children or, or yourself, a party, it doesn't have to be a birthday party, but let's go with a birthday party, you decide on a theme, you immediately are able to make decisions easier. Like you choose a birthday party, a princess theme. So then you're going to, you know, maybe choose some princess colors. Maybe if you're buying uh, paper plates and cups, you'll choose sparkly ones or princess style ones. Maybe you're going to go so far as to have the food be related along a princessy line. And when you go to the cake, you can choose, you know, a princess cake. And so you've kind of, you've set yourself up for narrowing down your decisions from every available option to the options that kind of run along the theme. 
I think of this as being really powerful for the word of the year as well because I talk a lot in this show in general about the the power of narrowing down your decisions, of eliminating all of the unnecessary options so that you have this decision-making power and this energy that you can use on the things that you really want to choose rather than choosing between everything. And so allowing yourself a theme for the year does the same thing but for your life in general. So for example, you choose the word explore for the year, then you automatically are narrowing down on the types of experiences and opportunities that will allow you to explore. So maybe rather than sticking to a familiar routine, you are open to the um, opportunities and experiences that might be a little different or that are helpful. So all of the things that feel, you know, if you choose explore as your word, you're probably hoping for some um, fresh perspective and some, some new experiences. And so you will be able to kind of set aside things that are more familiar or comfortable and push yourself out of those boundaries so you can kind of uh, disregard the things that feel really common and be looking for things that are new opportunities and kind of taking advantage of those. So you just, rather than having all of the options, you're narrowing down your uh, your available options in, in a positive way, like in a, in a really mm, intentional way. Yeah. And I also think that metaphor of the birthday party kind of expands to other people as well. When you set your theme, other people know better how to engage with you and how to help you and how to participate in, with you in your um, in your efforts. So as you have this word, I think it's also important to, to let other people know kind of the things that you're looking for and they can help you along the way too. Yeah, I love that idea. And maybe that's a piece of why people feel really, you know, a lot of people feel really open about sharing their word of the year because it almost holds them accountable to, hey, this is what I'm aiming for this year. This is what I hope for. And so, you know, help me, <laughs> help me along the way if I need it. Right. Um, another thing that can be really helpful about uh, word of the year is that it can create momentum. So uh, I'm going to share the example from last year for me, but a, a lot of times we're hoping for something like we really would like something to happen or we're hoping for a certain types of experience or accomplishment to kind of come to fruition in our lives, if you choose a word of the year that will align you to the actions that you need to take in order to make that happen, uh, it's kind of this added push that not only do you have a goal set, but you have set up the way in which you're going to do that with your word of the year. Um, And finally, another kind of uh, benefit that Dave and I thought of was how you, when you choose something like this to focus on, Dave used the example as we were talking about when you decide that you, you know, want a red car, that automatically you start to see red cars everywhere you go. And this is just our brain's way of making available to us the things that we want. When you uh, decide something or you kind of create a, a desire within yourself for something, your brain wants to give it to you. Like you create, uh, say, I'm looking for. Uh, explore if we're saying that again you know I use that as a word I I, you know I've I've decided that I'm going to explore this year you're going to see more available opportunities for exploration than if you had chosen a different word because your your brain wants to give you the things that you want and I would expand that as well to say that your community and the universe wants to get behind you in the things that you want for your life as well so as you define there's just something really kind of cool and important about defining something for yourself as you define things things that you hope for things that you want things you desire then 
there is something to support. Right. I think the clearer your picture in your mind is of what you want, the more, um, the better your brain is, the better your community is, and the better the universe is at providing that to you. Yeah. It's so true. And that's so helpful to remember that like everything is looking out for your good. And I know that sometimes, especially if you're in the middle of something hard, that you think, no, that can't be happening because my life sucks right now. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and I promise we've been there. Like, in some ways, the last year and a half for us has been just absolutely unexpected. Um, It calmed down the latter half of of 2019, but uh, it was kind of a crazy ride. And yet, I look back and see how every single thing was supporting us in the things that we really hoped for. And you know, it all, it all ends up okay. It all works out. And, and a lot of times you end up far ahead of where you expected to be because of the unexpected circumstances that, that surround you. Uh, we just are truly living in a universe that, uh, supports us and loves us. And we, you know, it's up to us whether we choose to see that or not. But the more, the more clearly we define what we're hoping for, the easier it is for everything to work together for our good. So I want to share a quick example from 2019. My word for 2019 was focus. And Dave was telling me that that was a little redundant. (laughs) (laughs) Because I wanted to focus on focus. And I think I've shared that before. I also did a a podcast episode all about the idea of focus and what that looks like for me. Uh, What was really helpful for me in choosing the word focus was that I decided in choosing focus that if I only accomplished one single thing this year, and that was writing my book, that that would be enough. In previous years, I went into a year with dozens of goals, and a lot of them were realistic, but I was so spread out of I want to do this once a month and I want to do this and I want to do that. And all of, you know, my efforts were really divided. And when you divide your efforts, everything gets a smaller amount. When you focus your effort, you are putting a ton of effort and energy into one project or, you know, or two projects, whatever, whatever it is. In my case, I chose to focus on one. And what happened was that that one project flew it came to pass. And it, in July, my book was finished. It was written. It was edited. It was published. It was printed. And it was shipped into the world. Now, if I had gone with traditional publishing instead of self-publishing, it would have been a much longer process. And that was one of the you know the choices that I made as I was choosing to self-publish. And if you're curious about that whole process, I have a podcast episode. I'll link it in the show notes where you can learn all about you know what writing and publishing a book looked like for me. But it was really important for me as a multi-passionate entrepreneur to decide that there was going to be one thing that mattered the most within the realm of my business this year. And despite so many obstacles in my personal life, I was able to focus over and over and over again. And when I had to make the choice between doing something else that felt like immediate gratification or I had a financial opportunity that was more immediate, I could say no with surety because I knew that the one thing that I really wanted to do was this and I 
worked really hard uh, with focus until until it, it happened. And that was a really amazing experience for me. It was a huge learning experience. And I really attribute that like every single day. So let me tell you a little bit about how I use my word of the year. I've shown you, if you follow along on Instagram and Instagram stories, I've shown you my golden coil planner a hundred times. I love it. And you you don't have to use a golden coil. You could en- use any planner or any sheet of paper or the back of a receipt if you want. <laughs> but I, fi- I found myself every single day, I have a little box in the planner layout that I chose that is just an empty box. And I think that it's meant for like putting a sticky note on it. It's the same exact size as like a traditional post-it note, but I never have done that. I just write focus at the top of it last year. Every single week I wrote focus and I would write one thing that I wanted to focus on. And I focused on that one thing until it was done. And then I would add another thing. Um, so I only always had one single thing that I was working on. And in the early part of the year, that one thing was always related to the book. It was the chapter that I was working on. It was a page count that I was going to get to. It was um, edits that I needed to return to the editor. So, uh, but by defining that one thing, it made it so much more manageable. And I was able to return to it every single week. I not only chose a word, but I was able to return to it and truly use it as a touchstone throughout the year. And I came out of 2019, you know, yesterday, (laughs) (laughs) feeling like... I had been so much more focused than I ever remember being in my whole life. And that was a really cool feeling. It was great from from my perspective to watch this happen because I I knew from the beginning of the year that the book was your focus. And at the time there wasn't a whole lot like at the beginning of the year there wasn't a whole lot to to show for that goal. It was pretty much just a um, a Google Doc with a bunch of words on it, but it was almost inevitable that it was going to happen. the The way that you focused on it, the way that you um, made sure that was your number one priority, and I also, from my perspective, I knew how to help you. I knew how to um, to push you along and where where I could, you know, fill in to make sure that this happened for you. Yeah, it was a pretty powerful experience and and such a simple thing, such a simple thing to just choose. I mean, and that goes back to decision making, right? Because some of you are probably thinking like, yeah, but what if I don't know what word I want or what if nothing seems to fit or like how do I know which one is right? Um, I would recommend that you go back and listen to my podcast about becoming a better decision maker <laughs> because <laughs> so much of that is arbitrary. I, again, like – there are so many good focuses. There are so many good words. There are so many good themes. It really comes down to what you feel like you need. And um, and I'll share a few ways to choose a word in a little bit. Um, so Dave did not have a word last year because this is new for him. But I asked him, if you thought back, like just reflecting on the year, what would you say was your you know, undefined word of the year for 2019 just by what actually happened? Yeah, and that's an interesting way to think of your year. Is like, what did my theme turn out to be for the year? And I think it was probably something like um, proactivity or initiation. Something with the idea of kind of taking advantage of 
your your own personal power to decide and and your agency to to make a difference in your life yeah I love that um you're such a lawyer because of words like proactivity and initiation (laughs) I would boil those words down to something like start or begin because what you're saying is that there were a few different aspects of your life projects or habits that you had been thinking on and kind of wanting to begin but this was the year that you actually moved forward with them that you yeah. took those steps you you began or you started that's right you're a very good editor <laughs> <laughs> start over again is much much more to the point just basic basic <laughs> I mean, initiation is great, too. You could take that a lot of different ways. <laughs> I tend to use way too many syllables. <laughs> I love it. So uh, let's talk about 2020. What is your word, your first word of the year for 2020? New decade. <laughs> I know. I feel the weight of this important decision. No, I... So to give a little background, I you mentioned that I had several things that I was thinking about that I wanted to initiate... And it was really, truly only one aspect of my life that I really wanted to initiate things with. Or I wanted to... Start. I wanted to... Start some new stuff. Begin. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really just one aspect of my life that I really wanted to, to, to focus on and to start doing things that I've, I've wanted to do for a really long time, but have been putting off for various reasons. And I realized that... That area of your life is... You're kind of leaving everyone hanging. You can be transparent. It's a safe space. <laughs> well, this area of my life was my physical fitness. It seems a little bit vain, maybe. No, no. Health. We, I believe, health, we believe in fitness. health and wellness. But it's been something that I've been putting off for a long time. That at one point, it was a big part of my life, and I want it to be a big part of my life again. So I started this this last year focusing on you know, working out, eating healthy, and just starting some of the things I've been wanting to start for a long time. And I noticed that my the real success came from not just starting, but being consistent with the goal and not necessarily being perfect at it, but continuing to chip away at it and not letting small distractions or small failures push me off the course and just be consistent with what my plans were and doing my best to fulfill them. So for this next year, I kind of wanted to expand that into other areas of my life and just have a general idea that I'm going to be consistent with the things that I want to accomplish. Um, So my word is consistency. Yeah, I love it. I think that it's really important. Something that you've taught me this last year when I was training for the half marathon you told me a couple times when I came back from runs and I was like, oh, that was such a slog. Like I was super slow. It was a terrible run. You said, it's okay to have a bad run. It just, it, it's, it matters that you go. So it doesn't matter if the run is bad or the workout is bad, or even if you get a little bit off course with your you know healthy meal that you planned. It just matters that your intention is there and that you're doing your best and that you're trying. And so the the idea of consistency of just, doing even if it's the very minimum but you're just doing something you're just trying that will always benefit you more than giving up 
or then not doing it or deciding that because you are imperfect that it no longer matters. And I think that's been really inspiring to to watch you, you know, kind of relearn that, that like I'm going to get up and go even if I'm tired, even if it's bad weather, you know, I'm going to eat more chicken and broccoli, <laughs> even if I'm sick of it, <laughs> add a little more hot sauce. Um, but just like try to in general uh, be like stick to what kind of these decisions that you've made, which is really cool. So, yeah. And I've, I've thought of, I've heard people talk about it as just shoveling dirt and some days you're able to shovel a lot of dirt and sometimes some days you're only able to shovel a little bit, but the most important thing is that you're moving the dirt and you're moving that pile and just making sure that you're consistently getting at it. I'm so curious about this metaphor though. Like, why are we shoveling dirt? What is the pile about? Like, are we don't, building a house? Are we planting a garden? Like, I don't really want to just shovel dirt. Don't dig into this too deeply. Just the idea is that there's a tap. But um, gee, the play is fun there. Don't. Yeah, don't, don't focus on the details of that metaphor. But the idea is that there's a task to be done. The, the idea is that there's a task to be done and... It can be divided into very small pieces, and that you don't have to big. You don't have to move the whole pile of dirt all at once. That you can divide it into smaller pieces and just do what you can do today. Yeah, yeah, totally. Little bits, little chips. That um, consistency is so important. And I will link in the show notes the episode from just a, f- a month or two ago about consistency and the power of um, little, tiny, small actions all layering together to create what you were hoping for in the first place. But if you don't do those small things, you don't get there. So that's an awesome one. Good job. I'm excited to see how consistency <laughs> in 2020 gets you even further along your goals. Um, my word of the year is a C word as well. My word for 2020 is connection. And it's really kind of a fun shift from focus, which feels really... I don't know, almost like outcome oriented, which it isn't. I mean, focus was was just doing the same thing and eliminating distractions. Um, but where I feel like uh, con- the idea of connection came to me almost immediately as I was considering what do I want? What do I want out of 2020? This is how I how I kind of come up with my words of the year, and I've done this for several years now, probably five. So I. This is the question I ask myself. What do I hope to feel in 2020? Or what is what is it that I'm hoping to get out of the year? And um, immediately I felt like I have been working really hard on like creating content and, and having output um, in terms of, you know, producing a show every single week and getting my book published and, and out into the world. And I have you know, live free from clutter that begins on Monday. And I'm so excited. And by the way, you can still sign up until Saturday. Um, January 4th is the cutoff date. But uh, my goal, instead of launching an online course that was self-guided and you could just buy it at any time and you could just finish it on your own terms, as I was considering how I wanted to feel this year, I realized that I wanted to be connected. And for me, that looks like creating this course that has real involvement and like for me to act as a true guide and teacher that I don't just like give you some information but I actually in some ways hold your hand through the experience of making some changes in your intentional living and 
that course would have looked really different with a different focus or with a different kind of theme heading into 2020. I also think that I've mentioned maybe just briefly because it's not uh, all the way available yet, but that I'm hosting a couple creative retreats this year for um, creative entrepreneurs, writers, artists, um, photographers, people who want to, or business owners in general, who want to dig into some deep work, all the things that you really wish you just had a, like a, a big chunk of time for that you don't. Uh, this is where I'm creating space for people to come get that to get that deep work done. And it the whole thing is built around the idea of connection, people being able to connect to themselves, be able to connect to other people, be able to connect to um, even like their food. And I have the nutritionist coming in and um, hosting in-person events in a very online world is something that we just all need. Like we, as a people, we all need connection and uh, beyond business connection for me feels like spending personal quality time with each of my kids and making sure that Dave and I are staying on the same page, which we we do a fairly good job of doing that because we have a habit of going on a weekly date night, but just making sure that our date nights are places where we're actually um, talking about things other than the kids that we continue to get to know each other on a personal basis as we grow and change as individuals within this marriage relationship. Uh, I was writing down, so it's like the first week of the year and I had my, my new planner open and I, that little box that I used to use for focus this year, I'm going to use for connection. And I wrote connect at the top of it, connect. And then I thought, okay, so what, what is something that will, you know, add connection into my life this week? And the first thing that I thought to write down was to email my grandpa. And I don't mean to get emotional, but my, my sweet grandpa is turning 102 in March. And we sent him a Christmas card and he sent back a handwritten note telling us how much it meant to him and, you know, asking how things were. And I thought, you know, he, he's healthy mostly, but he doesn't hear very well anymore. And, uh, and of course I live, uh, you know, a thousand miles away or however long it is from Virginia to Utah. And I'm not there to, to go visit him on a regular basis. And I thought something that he can do and that he's good at is writing and reading. And so, uh, I am excited to just send him a, an email to reconnect. And I hope to make that a regular practice this year to just, um, to, to keep up with him even though I'm far away and the same thing with our actual you know with my kids grandparents with my parents and Dave's parents we did a family exercise if you didn't do the reflect and project exercise from a couple weeks ago this the next couple weeks is a great time to do that that's episode 70 I believe um, there's a printable that you can download and we did this with our kids and one of the things that our kids wanted to do was to FaceTime the grandparents more and, you know, we live far away from family and, and being able to have it as a priority and something that we actually think about. We do it every once in a while, but it's definitely not a regular thing for us. And, and Milo said, we should FaceTime the grandparents once a week. And we were like, OK, let's see if we can do it. You know, at least once a month is what we're going to aim for. So um, this is just these are just examples of the way that choosing a word can then open your eyes to the ways that you can actually incorporate that feeling, that emotion, that uh, theme into your life in a really tangible way. So you can choose a word and then create the way that you live around that and that becomes really powerful. 
uh, as we were talking earlier, you said you used this phrase, MO. So MO means mode of operation. So I was thinking about our words that we chose, like you chose connection and I chose consistency. And those aren't necessarily goals or achievements that we want to attain, but the way we want to achieve them, the way we want to operate, the way we want to, to do the things that will get us to those fulfilling achievements. Yeah, so, you know, we both have goals for this year, um, specific goals uh, surrounding, you know, our our family, the way that we interact as a family, some business goals, some um, lifestyle goals, like we, we do all of that. And so for Dave, consistency is the way that he gets to those goals. And for me, connection is something that I need to make sure is intact the whole way that, um, you know, if I have a choice between pursuing an activity that that invites connection into my home life, into my family life, or into my business life, then that is likely going to be the choice that I make instead of if there's one that detracts from that connection because there are definitely things that disengage us. And um, even personal goals like making sure that my phone is you know, often put away for a majority of the day when I am with my kids that, um, you know, my personal, I, I think that I talked about this maybe with my Patreon group, but my, my morning routine involves my phone being off until nine in the morning, which is when my kids go to school and then it being off from the time they get home until after bedtime. So I am able to really be connected when I'm with them. And, uh, that, that is just, uh, an, another example of using this, idea or this word to shape the way that we do things not only what we do but how we do them and why we do them that having an underlying purpose is so important as you're setting goals at the beginning of this year because it really is that base purpose and the why behind the things that we do that create the feelings of Uh, fulfillment and success that we have so even if you don't always hit the end mark if there has been a a reason that you're doing the goal in the first place then you feel fulfilled all along the way that's one way that choosing a word of the year can help you because it gives you this sort of touchstone for the the way that you want to interact throughout the year yeah I think I I heard somebody say that we often overestimate the number of things we can do within a year and underestimate the number of things we can do within 10 years. And choosing a word that's more of a mode of operation and a way you do things kind of sets you up to achieve long-term goals that may not necessarily fit within the 12 months of the calendar year, but but prepare you for bigger things that you're going to get done um, over time. Yeah, I really like the way that that also kind of allows us to to be invested in the continuity of time. I love this, you know, the, the changeover of the year feels really fun and, and there's a lot of energy surrounding this time. And time is continuous. It's not like you're completely different from the 31st to the 1st. It's not like all of your goals have to be achieved within this 12-month period. Like you're saying, uh, we are cyclical beings and there's going to be seasons where we feel like we have lots of energy and can bring forth a lot of things and there will be seasons that we feel like we just need to hibernate and feel cozy and and nestle in and all of that is correct all of it is right and so no matter the season you're in uh, I think that uh, 
that choosing sort sort of an, an idea of the way in which you'd like to live this year uh, can be really it can be really fun and helpful. So, um, just to finish up today, we wanted to give you a couple ideas of how to choose a word of the year. So. If you already have one, that's amazing. And I'd love to hear it. So if you have a word of the year, share it on Instagram and tag me. I'd love to, uh, you know, to, to share some of those and give other people ideas. Um, if you don't have a word of the year, here are three ways to choose one. First, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and think, how do I want to feel this year? I think the first thing that pops in your mind will give you a really good example of, of a word that might be meaningful for you this year. Uh, if nothing comes to mind or you have 10 different things that come to mind, my second suggestion for choosing a word of the year is to consider on your weaknesses. We're all very brutally aware of a lot of our weaknesses and things that we feel like we're not good at. And in my experience, choosing a word that really aims at strengthening one of my weaknesses it was really powerful. I mentioned that I tend to focus on lots of different things. I tend to choose lots of options. I I tend to say, I'll have this and this, this and this. And last year in choosing the word focus, I really strengthened my ability to do less and do it with more power. And so uh, choose a weakness that you want to work on and choose a word that will uh, help set you up for strengthening that. And the last one, oh, do you want to say something? Well, I just think that to put in a little plug yeah. for your last podcast, I think the project and reflect, sorry. Yeah, that was 70. Reverse, <laughs> <laughs> Re- reflect, reflect and project. And project worksheet was really helpful for me to, to prepare for this kind of figuring out what I want my theme to be. I could see some of the successes and some of the experiences that I learned from and how I want that to carry over into the next year. Yeah. So head to episode 70, download the reflect and project worksheet and fill it out. There is power. I will just say this. So many of my podcasts have downloadable PDFs, worksheets that you can actually work through and and write down on paper. And there is research that shows over and over and over again the power of doing that. Actually printing out and writing down these things, these reflections, um, gratitude practices, scheduling, all of those things that I have created printables for, I I do that with purpose because – there, the research shows that as you do that, you act, you don't just think in your head, but you put it down on paper, you're able to actually gain more insight than you would if it was just floating around in your head. So episode 70 has a great worksheet for reflecting and projecting. Uh, okay, so the last suggestion that we have is really great. This is, this is just like a breakthrough for the word of the year choosing. Do you want to tell sure, them what it make is? Make sure you're sitting down for this. <laughs> We want you to write down five words that come to mind or, 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 or five words you can think of and then put them in a bowl, swirl it around, and pull one out. <laughs> this, just to say that it almost doesn't matter so much. If you don't feel like this really big conviction to one particular word, then it doesn't matter that much. 
but it it will impact you to choose a word. You will right. gain all of the benefits of having a theme and having a focus and having a touchstone as long as it's something positive. Like I wouldn't choose a negative word of the year. I wouldn't say stress should be your <laughs> word of 2020. I wouldn't, you know, say that like uh, destruction should be in your fishbowl. <laughs> you know, words like hope, like uh, I, I've seen flourish, I've seen focus, I've seen uh, fulfill, I've seen manifest, I've seen uh, hustle, I've seen rest, I've seen sleep, I've seen consistency, I've seen peace, I've seen energy, I've seen enthusiasm, I've seen travel, I've seen adventure. I have seen magic. There are so many fantastic, wonderful words out there available to you. So just grab one that, that sounds interesting and try it on. And, and I guess our final sort of thoughts today are these. You can try one on. You can choose a word and just feel it out and see how it goes and, and run with it for a little while. And if it doesn't fit or you don't really like it that much, then you can change you get to choose. This goes along with the idea that, you know, the the whole year isn't just like one tidy package. Like time is time and we are evolving and we are moving through time. And so you don't feel boxed in by the 12 months of 2020. Allow yourself to feel the expanse of of who you are beyond the frames, the framework of of time. And so it's okay to change this can be your year. This can be your day. This is the only one that you have right now. And this moment is really the only thing that truly exists right now. Everything that you hope for is available to you. And everything that you need in order to take the first step on your way there is is available in your life right now. Every single resource, every connection, every relationship that you need in order to get to where you hope to go is available to you right now. As you choose a theme and and bring a little bit of intention to this year, you will see the way that that is true. You will start to notice and recognize that abundance. Uh, Like we said, as you, you know, you decide you want a, a white minivan, you will start to see them everywhere because you you tell your brain and you tell the universe what it is that you hope for and everything will start to align in order to create that pathway for you so you can take the steps on the way there so cheers to 2020 happy new year i would love to see your word of the year if this is new for you or if you're an old hat with word of the year uh please Share your word of the year on Instagram and tag me. I'd love to share some of those as we uh, go throughout the next couple days and next couple weeks of this year. And we hope that you have a fantastic week. Thank you so much, honey, for being here and sharing your insights with us and your experience. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to be a part of this. I'll try to make it less than 50 episodes before I have you on again. And if you're new to the show or if you're a longtime listener, make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss anything. We have some really amazing, when I say we, I mean Dave and I because we're a team, but also mostly me because I'm the one who does the show by myself most of the time. I have some incredible episodes planned for you this year. Um, Starting next week, I'm going to be doing a back to the basics of intentional wellness. I'm so excited for this series. We're going to talk about sleep. We're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about 
uh, healthy uh, physical exercise, and we're going to talk about spiritual connection. These are four foundational principles for whole whole living, for wellness, and for intentional living, and I can't wait to dive in with some really cool uh, research and statistics and um, insights for you over the next four weeks. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of those shows, and I will catch you back here next Thursday. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.